Hey, 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 y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Vivica A. Fox. Welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast. All right, y'all. Today, mm, I got some family up in here today. He is widely recognized as an actor, a comedian. Um, y'all gonna remember him. This is a blast from the past, but from the <laughs> 90s sketch comedy TV show, In Living Color. You walk on the moon, <laughs> float like a balloon. <laughs> In Living Color. And hit movies such as Strictly Business, Bamboozled, and our critically acclaimed Booty Call. <laughs> Woo! Please, please welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, my boy, Tommy Davidson! Wow. Hey. I love your show, love your crew. You got Mario from Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know this is stage 29 with, with my Dr. Phil folks, right? Yeah, I know. This is I did. I mean, I'm in a whole different section. Yes, yes, we're in a whole you different section. a we're whole still different here. section. I know, but can I tell you how happy I am that when I did face the truth and we were prematurely canceled, mm -hmm. that I just got to throw that in there, y'all, because yeah, we was doing yeah. good. Mm -hmm. um, that what Women I love don't like no premature stuff, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, 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 that. They were that they were awesome to work with, and they mm -hmm. said we're not done with you yet. Mm -hmm. And you know it's rare in our business that people right. keep their word right. and say and boom, and next thing you know yeah. they came through, and now here we are with yeah. the hustling with Vivica A. Fox mm -hmm. podcast, and you are my guest. Got it. Got How's it. that? Is, and, is and, it trippy for me to for us to be kind of like this? No, nah, for you, I ain't surprised. You know, because when they Tell said when, when they said well when they said you know we, we we temporarily don't know what to do, you said okay cool I'll make some money till then. You know, I'll do my thing until you guys pick, do what oh, you Oh, yeah, you know I'm always yeah. hustling. So it wasn't yeah, like, right, you, right. Were, Wrote a book wasn't about like it. you was like, oh, you were like, okay, cool. Call me when you uh, time. Alita? <laughs> Alita, where are we going Sheila, now? what are we doing you know, next? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you also are an author. I my know, goodness. I know. It happens. T it Tommy happens. has written, written, excuse me, Tommy has written a new memoir. Look at me, I'm black. Timmy has wrote. Yeah. Okay. He'd have written. He'd have written. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, yeah. let, let me he get back. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let me get back to my uh, proper host thing. Tommy <laughs> Davidson has written a new memoir called Living in color. Yes. And and I love that you're holding up the hands. The cover of the book, you just you look so handsome. First of all, you suited Thank and booted, you. brother. Thank I love you. that. And it, it, it he's got his he's framing his face with his two hands up. And in his right hand, would that be your right hand? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, in your right in the right hand, he's got he's written, What's funny about me? Mm -hmm. And I would just I think that that's um an insight mm -hmm. that people mm -hmm. always think it's about the funny with right, you. And right. you're so much deeper than that. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you're you. so, so much deeper than that. Now let, let's get started. Let, okay, let, okay. Let's talk. Okay. What made you decide to write the memoir? Actually, my sister called me. And mm. my sister said, Why don't you ever talk about mom? You know? Mm. You don't talk about her in your stand-up. I see you in interviews. You never talk about her. And I thought about it, and it was an old habit of mine to not mention her because of what Why? I went through. Okay. You know, my mom's white. And so... Which, can I tell you? Uh -huh. I never knew. Now, I have done... You didn't know that? No, you never, okay. ever shared that with me. Tommy, we you know have really no... White? No, I did not know you was... You was it's beige, right? You know why? Yeah, you I didn't know you was beige, brother. You know, uh, Bayesian. Oh, you was raised by, yeah, yeah, by a beige family. Right, right, You're right, Bayesian. Right, right, right. Um, 
because mm-hmm. I, I've known you. We've done movies together. We've mm-hmm. partied together. Mm-hmm. We've had talks mm-hmm. together. Yeah. We've been on the road together. Yeah. And, tell and me, on that the is, phone as friends yes, together for, for, through for relationships. Years, through decades, all that. Yeah. You were always there for me. But I, I never knew that about mm-hmm. you, that you were raised mm-hmm. by a, a white mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. I mean, so l- we're going to get candid today. We're literally going to go I'm from fine. your I'm childhood fine. to Hollywood, mm-hmm. addiction, all yeah, that. You good? You cool I'm with good. that? I'm good. That's what I'm talking bro, about. Yeah, yeah, all right. Bro, bro. So so we're going to, f- let you know, it's like unpeeling the onion because that's another layer to you that mm-hmm. people, like I said, I didn't know. So mm-hmm. let's talk about you okay. were raised by a white family mm-hmm. Be- mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. as a child, you were abandoned. You were literally left in a in a in a, in the dumpster. Right. Right. How old were in, you? In a pile of trash. It was um I was um 18 months old. 18 months yeah. old. So when I saw Toy Story 4, I was like, "Hey, man, that's my story." Really? Yeah. 18 yeah. months old and then and the, and a white family found you. Yeah, random. It was random. Tell like, us, like, tell like, us what like, happened. What happened was my 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 mother and father who raised me heard on the TV a speech from Kennedy. Mm. From President Kennedy. Okay. And all the race, race riots were gone and things were going crazy, right? Okay. And so he said, when you look back on this stage of history, he was talking to white America. Can you say that you did something about the race problem? Hmm. And so what they decided to do, they said, well, we can do something. So what they decided to do, they were teachers at um, Colorado State. Okay. They decided to go to a small town in Greenville, Mississippi mm. to immunize children. And to help with voting drives for local politicians. Good people. Good so they were, yeah. People. So they went there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they yes. went there to do that. And in the in the in the process, they met my natural mother. You know, who is your natural she, mother's she, name? Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Her name is Tommy. Her name is Tommy. Wow. Yeah, Tommy Jean. Yeah, yeah. So so and I was renamed by the way by her by my mother who raised. What was me. your birth name? My birth you know? name was, was Anthony, was Anthony. Tony. Okay, Tony. Was, was Tony Reed. Well, you still stay in the T's. Yeah, you know, I stayed in the T's yeah. now. <laughs> and, uh, well, well, here, here, here. What happened was they left after the job was done. And, and something called them down to another state to do some other stuff. I think it was research for, for, for projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they happened to be near that town. So they said, so my mother said, let me go see Tommy. We're right there. And when she came to that small town, they, she asked around and they said, Tommy left. Tommy took her four kids and gone. That was your birth mother. Yeah. Okay. And they said, we think she left her youngest child at such this house with some people, you know, and my mother being nosy and my mother being like an animal person, you know, she, she grew up with horses and, you know, all this stuff. She going to go and see she's nosy, you know, and Something, um, that, that's, a, that's yeah. a woman's instinct. Yeah. So she went to this house and the house was abandoned, but there was, you know, drug Addicts in there, oh, wow. and just like it was a tore up house. So as she was walking out of the house, she said something told me to look under this tire that was on top of all this trash. She said, "I just pushed it up, and I saw your foot, and your foot was sticking out the trash." And she said she uncovered the trash, and there I was. Were you unconscious? She unconscious? didn't know if I was dead, you know. And I had a T-shirt on that said, "I would be president in two zero, and then it was torn. And um, so so, she rushed me to the hospital. I was in a coma. I had been starved. I had contusions in my skull, you know. And I stayed in that hospital for probably sixty days, and I lived. And God so she did, yeah. And then she then took me to Fort Collins, Colorado, where I grew up. I grew up in Fort Collins, Colorado, in Laramie, Wyoming. 
I'm Dr. Megan Sachs. And I'm Dr. Amy Sloshberg. And we're the host of the podcast Campus Killings. Our show covers some of the most sinister crimes to take place on or around school campuses. Or the cases we discuss have a school-connected theme. And with the new school year comes an all-new second season of Campus Killings, which will debut on September 16th, 2023. But if you want to listen to Campus Killings now, you can binge all the episodes from season one. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Do you did you do you ever have a conversation with her about why she decided to adopt you? I mean, because most most people, mm-hmm. you know, if they find a baby, then they get put mm-hmm. in the system, in the foster mm-hmm. care system. That what in her that she said this will now be my son? Because she said it was inevitable that you were mine. When I mm-hmm. saw you and I found you, I knew you were mine, and I knew I was meant to have you. So and even though you, and during that time, because that was the sixties, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, here you were mm-hmm. a, a, a black, a black child, child uh-huh. that had basically been thrown away. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so, mm. you know, that's where the story begins. And when I went back to Fort Collins, Colorado, I don't remember much. Um, but about you were the, born in Mississippi, though. Greenville, Mississippi. Okay. So I grew up around around you know in farms and mm-hmm. you know communes. <laughs> You know, and in Wyoming with mountains and animals and, you know, so I'm, I'm the perfect. Which is another yeah, thing yeah. I didn't know about you, yeah, brother. I'm the perfect kid. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this, you know, four or five year old, you know, she said, when I talked, I talked. She said, when she first had me, I was numb and I didn't talk, mm. you know, and, and, um, fireworks would be going off and I, I just like kind of look. So but do you think said, that you, you suffer from, uh. PTSD. I'm sure. Yeah, I was I was diagnosed that later. Yeah, later. later. We'll get into okay. that because it's interesting. Okay. Um, so she said, but once I talked, I talked clear. I talked clearer than my brother, who was three years older than me. Hmm. She said, You just talked. One Clicked day. in. One day you just talked. You just turned on. And you did not stop. And you can read really well. <laughs> and he hasn't yeah. stopped talking, y'all. Yeah. Trust and believe that. <laughs> Love him, but he yeah. will talk to you. Yeah. Okay. And she Don't said, get that yeah. twisted. <laughs> and she said, You were like a miracle reader. Mm. She said, you can read. She said, you can talk and you can read. But can I ask you this now? Because mm-hmm. like I said, I've known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. How come you never let people know that you were raised by a- That goes by... back to my sister. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me ask, let you ask the Yeah. Question. How come you didn't let people know that you were raised by a white family? Well, because of all I went through when I found out mm-hmm. that they were white and I found out that I was black because I didn't know. Now I'm, I'm looking through your yeah. book and yeah. here we have pictures of you as a child. Mm-hmm. And there, there you are. Yeah. I mean- Known you forever. Uh, never, uh, never knew uh, this about uh, you. It was time for the book. I didn't talk much or didn't respond to much. But hmm. she said when I talked, it was clear and I was re- I never could read. Do you think that that was a safety mechanism because you were around drugs and, and, and you know, um, in an unhealthy environment? I don't think you know so. At I mean? this point. Because children, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't know anything. Yeah. At this point, I'm just a, a four-year-old kid. But you fine here you know now, though. Look at that. Cornrows, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to yeah, that. Yes, you know? we got we to gotta go from yeah, the dumpsters yeah. being raised yeah, by the yeah, baby's yeah, family yeah, yeah, yeah. to then, you know, mm-hmm. you-, you uh, So the trauma came mm-hmm. when I moved. So they, they them two broke up, like, like people do. And she got a job in Washington, D.C. Okay. And so I know nothing about black and white. Okay, nothing. 
Mm-hmm. All I know that that's my brother, that's my sister, that's my mother, my grandmother. It's beautiful. You know, we all have a big family, you know. I was special. I was special to everybody mm. in Colorado and, you know, they proven that all white people are not the same. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. White people get a really bad rep from bad, bad white people. Well, especially nowadays, yeah, they, you know. White people get such a bad huge. rep from white from other white people, you have no idea. But every nationality has you know their good I mean? and their bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to take up for yeah, your beige yeah. people, okay? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I know some good beige exactly, people. They exactly. right here with me right now. But they get, a, they get an expect, <laughs> but they, but they get an especially bad rep because they're tied to they're tied to the whole history. Exactly. The whole history of bad. Mm-hmm. And they're not. You see, and I know that because of how I lived yeah. and the people that I confront. Well, you know, I believe with, that yeah. that people, um, mm-hmm. they're not born with hate. You know, mm-hmm, hate mm-hmm. is taught, you mm-hmm. know, because you can see children, you know, of all nationalities. If you do put their them thing. together, they're just going to have they're a good just time. Do they're their not going to judge each other, step away from mm-hmm. each other based on the color mm-hmm. of their skin. Definitely. So you are a true testament to Thank that. You. Now, Thank did you. you. Have you ever connected with your birth mother? I did. I did years later. Okay, tell us when about that. In, when I was in therapy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But let me let me go to the color thing because mm-hmm. now you understand my psyche, what developed in my psyche. Okay. You know, because we're going to stay specific to the to the mission statement of what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so when we got to DC, there was riots. Yes. Because King had just got shot. Mm. So we're laying on the floor. There's uh, tanks going by. People are running fires. You know, my sister didn't really, she said, I don't remember all that, but I remember, mm. you know, and my sister looked like Cindy Brady. My brother looked like David Cassidy. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, and, I mean, if y'all we, see yeah, this picture, yeah, yeah. he keeping it real. You know, and we love yeah. the Partridge family. We love, yeah. Swiss, we love Swiss family Robinson, the Partridge family. We love the Brady Bunch and all that, you know, so, so I didn't know nothing. So I get to DC and we go out to play with the other kids and the black kids kicked our ass every day. Why? They were chasing us home. Mm. Because they were calling my sister and my brother White Cracker. Mm. And they were calling me White Cracker Lover. Mm. And so finally, I went to my mother and I said, why do they keep calling me a White Cracker Lover? I like graham crackers. <laughs> it's funny, but sad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because White Crackers are kind of dry. You got you to gotta eat them with tuna or something. Mm-hmm. But graham crackers go right down, boy. You got some apple juice and graham crackers. It's good. good. Yeah. So this is the first time I heard color. Mm. She said, that's what people... Your color call people our color when they don't like them. And I was like, well, what do you mean? What color am I? She said, you're black. And I said, no, I'm brown. Because I learned my colors from the crayons. Mm -hmm. And you guys are peach, you know? And so she said, no, but that's what we call each other. And I thought that was like the stupidest thing I ever heard. Because I thought that human beings were like animals. Okay, we are. But I thought that that we were in the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I watched, uh, you know, litters of kittens be born. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and the mom could be white, but she have a black one, a white one, a speckled and one. And she loves them all and the I, same. Yeah. And then if there could be a black horse and they could have a pure white colt. Hmm. So I thought that's how we were. Right. You know? Yeah. And you didn't so, see color. Right. Yeah. And so we moved out to Maryland, to Wheaton, Maryland, 1969. And that's the first time I heard the word nigga. Mm. Because grown white men were chasing me home. I was barely getting in the house. Wow. Like we'd be out playing or something, riding our bike or something. And I look up and there'd be grown men, kill that nigga. Mm. You know, and they were throwing stuff through our window. I mean, it was like crazy. Wow. So I went to my mom naturally. I would say, who are these niggas? You know, All right, they can't be talking got, to me. We got, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. What we, the hell? We got, yeah, we, gotta, yeah, we gotta stay right. away. We, we gotta stay away from them. Okay. They, they, they must they be, mad at them. They must not be really good people. Okay. You know, and that's when she said, that's what people are color. 
call people your color mm. when they don't like them. And that's the day my head split in half. I was like, well, where do I belong? You know, mm. because how can you be unrealistic about color and then label it a color that isn't real? So if you're not white, okay, and you're being called white by another group and they're not black, but you're called black by another group, then that's not realistic to how because natural they've been the, taught that. And I, I, I learned that even, I, I, I thought that when I was a kid, mm. like this doesn't make any logical sense. Yes. And so from, yeah, from that day on, mm -hmm. I studied and 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 read because I wanted to find out how people can get so stupid. <laughs> okay, real talk. You know, and, and now at 56, you know, I've been able to put together all of that information and come up with my own perception of the wise. Right. We're going to get you into know, that too. Yeah. So now I want to find so out So now we about, got it. Yes. Now we're there. All right. So, so now about your mom. Mm -hmm. Did you ever connect with your birth mother? I did. Okay. I connected her years later um, when I was doing Woo with Jada. How did she contact you? Um, my mother's nosy who raised me. Mm -hmm. She worked with housing and urban development. Mm -hmm. and she remembered Tommy's By name. By now is she clean? No, no, this is, this is, this is my, uh, I'll tell you about, yeah. this is my mother that raised me first. So yeah, this is the tip to it. Okay. This is how they connected okay. and how she, So now right. you're, you're mm. saying your mother, my mother who raised, raised you me, my mother is, is nosy and she worked for HUD. Out. Okay. She saw her name in a database because <gasps> she does housing with section eight and all that. Right. She said, that can't be the same time as Gina. She called her and it was her. Wow. Now I was on a set with Jada. Okay. Okay. And um, I come to the set, me and Jada, like us. Yeah, you know, we, fam. We, we kissing cousins, boy. And um, we start to do the scene. And she said, something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Come on, man, it's work. She said, no, something's wrong with you. Mm. Like, what's wrong with you? I was like, ain't nothing wrong with me. No, you know, Jada's very aura. Let's get going. Mm. Like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? She said, seriously, Tommy. She said, hold on, y'all. What's wrong? I said, nothing's wrong. I, I've talked to my real mother for the first time. And she went, oh, okay. That's a wrap, you guys, for the day. She was like, Tommy, you go home and you take care of that. Just like that. Wow. Just like that. And I talked to her on the phone. And she's a stranger. I don't know her. We talked for a minute. And it was like, you know, it felt good to talk to her. Mm -hmm. But I don't know her. And I went through a lot. Of emotions, uh, of course. Well, I went through a lot of trauma mm. because of the adoption, because of being displaced. Yeah. So I had a lot of anger towards her that I didn't know about. Of course. So it just triggered a whole lot of stuff that I didn't know how to feel, mm. you know? So it wasn't until years later when I was in recovery that the, uh, the counselors that I was working with mm -hmm. in one of the facilities, they arranged her to come. Was that the first time you had you, you, that you'd seen her since you were a child or baby? Well, I had met her finally on Christmas one year. Then the whole family at the airport. Mm -hmm. Isaiah, my youngest son, was probably about three. And that's the first time I physically saw them. Mm. And they were nice people, you know. But my brother actually remembered me. My brother and my sister, my sister um, Dallas and my brother Raymond. were in your family? There were six kids. <gasps> there were six kids. So there were five when, when, when it was her, Okay. Then mm. she left me, so there was the four. Mm. Raymond, Ray, my oldest were you brother. You the baby? You were the baby, baby at the time. Yeah. So okay. my oldest brother was about 10. My other sister was about seven. My other sister was about five. 
My other sister was four. And I was a baby. But the two oldest ones remember me. Mm. And they were, we always wondered what happened to you. And my brother told me, he walked me to the elevator. He said, first of all, I'm your big brother. <laughs> okay. Let's get that straight. And then he said, second of all, he said, you're my Christmas present. He said, I always wondered where you were and what had happened to you. You know? So I'm, I'm so glad to have you back. So was that just in past? Like y'all had a moment mm -hmm. at the airport? Mm -hmm. And then you and we became close, close, close friends, me and him. Okay. We became connected. Your siblings. Yeah. Me and him. The brother. And his family oh, okay. became really connected. Yeah. So what happened was I went to visit the family for Easter. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was trying to get to know these people. And so we're circled up. We're doing the prayers for, for Easter, you know. We've got all this food around. And Tommy Jean goes on this speech about how I was such a hard kid to take care of. Your birth mother. Yeah. How, how I had all these, all these uh, pus on me and all this stuff. And how, how I cried all the time. And how my mother stole me from her, you know, in the prayer. And I was like, all right, that's cool. So I just. Y'all doing mm -hmm. the Lord's prayer mm -hmm. and she, and she telling everybody she how difficult a, you were. She wants were, to do a speech, yeah. And she does a mm -hmm. speech about you mm -hmm. being difficult as a child and that the lady who raised you and saved you mm -hmm. from death mm -hmm. stole you. Mm -hmm. In front of the whole family. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, because I learned from my mother. Ooh, child. That, yeah, that would have been hard for me. Well, I was raised by my mother. Right. So I got my mother in me. Mm. So all I did was say, well, you know, it was a long time ago, you know, and it, the country was different then. And who knows what was going on at that time because everything was really different then. And I, I'm not here to say who stole who from what. I think we're all here because it's, it's because of Jesus and the whole nine. And that's the reason why we're together. Why do you think she did that? And I walked out. Okay, but why do you think she did that? Shame. Was that, yes, I was going to say, you know, Shame. that that was her way of. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Mm -hmm. So after that, we had that counseling session about two years after that. In, Just you and her? In which, yeah, in which she broke down. And I was able to forgive her because. Forgiveness is a beautiful she thing. She broke down in front of me. She, it was like she was having a. Um, like a heart attack or something, mm. or like she was she was convulsing and stuff. Mm. She was on the ground in front of me. She I was, was like, traumatized. I was like, Lord, mm. you know, and she was like, I'm so sorry, like hysterical, hysterical. Did she say ever tell you why she, she told me why? You? She why? told me why. She said, I have five kids. She was only twenty, something. No, she was yeah. No, she was only twenty five or something. And she started. She had five kids by the time she was twenty five. Right. Wow. And they were from a guy. Who was 50 years old. Oh. Who had a family already. Oh. I was like his little chick on the side, you know, so I was a secret. And but I was with on, five kids? Uh-huh. And I was on here. That's the South. Mm. That's the, that's America, honey. You know, America and its dysfunctions, you know. I don't know if there's such thing as normal, you know. Hmm. And um, she said I was on heroin very bad. Okay. And I was out there in the streets, you know. And... um. I got scared, you know, and I took you, dropped you off at this house and I never looked back. Mm. And then she said, but I knew God would take care of you. I said, no, you did not. But he did. Mm. You know what I mean? God is good. But he did. He and did. so that's was, was our, was our, um, have you forgiven her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It was part of my healing. Like I needed that. 
to get over all the other stuff that I was dealing with. At the time. Because I started going into a cycle. Yes. That was bad. That was very bad. And so all these components I was able to put together, put together what formed Uh my You were able to connect the dots for yourself. What formed my thinking. Mm. Now, once that session was done, this counselor came to me and she said, I want you to be careful about what you do and how your recovery is handled. Okay. Because the difference between you and other people who suffer from PTSD is that you suffered your PTSD before you had consciousness. Hmm. So it's going to be harder for you to get to. If a soldier goes to Vietnam, he's 20 years old. Right. He's 19 years old. His identity, his language, and everything is formed. Right. You know what I mean? So the PTSD is attached to actual thoughts that he can actually comprehend. But you were a baby when your PTSD occurred. occurred. So you can't remember, but your body remembers. Hmm. Your body remembers. Your core soul remembers. And so from that, I was able to continue to piece together what made me me. Yeah. So it, it was it was the culmination of what I had become to this point, which was beautiful, mm-hmm. and what I knew about myself, which was also beautiful in its own way. Yeah. You know. So I want to mm-hmm. talk about from from going discovering mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. All, you know mm-hmm. getting another layer of your journey mm-hmm. because then you came to Hollywood. So now mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. you've grown up and mm-hmm. you started to do comedy. Now did mm-hmm. comedy. Happened before Hollywood? Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. The way it actually happened was a friend of mine, Howard, I called him when I got a job as a, at, at, a, at a Ramada Inn. I, I got, <laughs> yeah, I called him. What were you doing at the Ramada I, yeah, Inn hey, man, time? I was the assistant chef. No, cook. Oh, at hey, 18. that's where that cooking. Oh, we're going to talk eight, about at, cooking later, y'all, at too. 18. At 18. So, at 18. So you're working at the Ramada Inn. Yeah, and I called my friend. As a chef. As work, are you a chef just or got you the job. in the kitchen? An assistant chef. Okay, yeah. oh, assistant chef. I just got the job. I'm uh-huh. calling him. I'm all happy. I knew him since I was eight years old. Wow. You know, and he was the poorest person that I know. He had 11 brothers and sisters. He was. He had it hard, but we were best friends. And you're, you're still, in, when you start doing stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. you're still in Mississippi. No, this no. is D.C. D.C. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D.C., my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah. That's okay. Okay, so you're in D.C. So, now. Howard, I'll tell you about our friendship first so you can understand the, 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 the spiritual connection here. So, Howard, man, he's, you know, his mother, you, his stepfather used to beat her mother. Mm. He used to beat her. It was that era, trust I mean, me. up the hallway, her bleeding naked, mm. and they would be fighting. I mean, he came from a really, really rough home, but we were really, really close. Mm. He came over to my house one Christmas and he had a paper bag with an orange in it and three plastic army men. And that's what he got for Christmas with a bow on it. So my mother said, come here. Because she was crazy, I thought. She said, give him one of your watches. I was like, I'm not giving him one of my watches. <laughs> I, said, I said, why? She said, because you got two. Your grandparents gave you one and I gave you one. So you take your favorite one and you give the next one to Howard. So I was like, here. you know, Reluctantly. Right. But years later, when I called Howard, about, about um, he gave that gift back to me. I called him and said, I got a Ramada, uh, job in a Ramada him. He told me, you're about the stupidest ass person I ever met in my life. Oh. He was like, you should be in Hollywood doing movies. Like, you are brilliant when it comes to, like, you can be a comedian. He told sweet. me, you can be a comedian. So is you know, that And how- a singer and everything. And I was like, man, get out my face. 
you know, you just mad because you ain't got no job. But he pressed me and pressed me and pressed me and pressed me and pressed me. Pressed me. He finally got me a job at the most trifling strip club in D.C. But he, did you still keep that job house. on the side as assistant chef? Yeah, well, I lost it after I started doing comedy. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. the first time you got on the stage, uh-huh. what did you feel? This, so, I looked at him. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And he was like, I don't care what you do. You just get behind that mic and say something. And from the first time I said something, I've been doing it ever since that day. Mm. You can say I'm sitting here with you. Because the first thing I said, they laughed. Got an automatic reaction. It was already there. Mm, that seat was in there. It was already there. I rode in that club for about three months. People start hearing about me. It was packed. Do you remember you know? any of your first jokes? You remember? Any yeah, of the first, first thing I, it wasn't really a joke. It was, was a real it? story. What did you say? Well, what did you I, say that got that laugh? I told them anybody here got roaches, and they were like, "Yeah, because it's DC." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, yeah," you know. <laughs> and I said, "My mother made us clean up the room. I mean, the kitchen all weekend. Made us stay in the house." Oh, Saturday I remember and what weekends were like. Yeah, yes. so it's like all day. She said because if you clean the kitchen right, we don't have no damn roaches. Mm. So me and my sister cleaned the kitchen Saturday and Sunday all day. So your first big joke so was we, about roaches. Yeah. And so I said, so come Monday, we didn't have no roaches in the kitchen. But I found out they were eating our couch because we were watching cartoons. Oh, right. And we look right up under the couch. Food. Okay. We look up under the couch and it's like millions of roaches that just moved from the kitchen to the couch. Oh. My mother told me a long time ago when I was a little kid, every time I'd say something at big gatherings like Thanksgiving or Christmas where all the family was around. hmm I would say something and then everybody would start laughing. You could deliver a punchline. Yeah. So even no, as a I, thought, child. I thought I thought it was weird. I felt like people are laughing at me. Like I was hmm. stupid. So I went to my mother, I said, why do people laugh at me when I say something? She said, you know what? They're not laughing at you. She said, Tommy, you have a way of putting things that make people happy so fast that the only thing they can do is laugh first. You're witty. And I can say that. Yeah, you are. you're witty. And I was like, oh, okay. So now, how did mm-hmm. you then go from stand up? You you were doing mm-hmm. that for months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're lucky because most time people hit mm-hmm. the the do stand up because the first time, first couple times they bomb. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. they're, you're nervous. Mm-hmm. The light is hitting yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You just suck. You mm-hmm, know, so you mm-hmm. have to develop. I never had that. You're fortunate. You're fortunate. Never had it. Yeah. So then, how do we go from stand up comedian now into acting? Well, because what happened was I went to the Apollo. I won that. Then a guy walked up to me, Sinclair Jones. Mm. You may remember him. Um, I don't remember him and Sinclair. Lita, him and Lita started at the same time oh, like, doing that stuff. I don't stuff. remember yeah. Sinclair. Yeah, if you saw oh. him, you'd know because he was okay. always with me. Uh-huh. And so he came to me at the Apollo and said, man, you got everything it takes to do movies and whatever you want. Would you be willing to go to L.A. for a week with me? And if you like it, would you be willing to let me manage you? I was like, yeah, all right. You know, so I went to L.A. and killed the game. I'm talking about turned it out scared everybody. So I mean, he got, he was able to set you up with auditions and everything. No, that, we went to clubs. Oh, okay. Oh, you went to, came yeah, out we, here we, we and hit, tried and the, the LA club. the LA. We went to the Comedy Act Theater. Yes, we went okay. To the, and everywhere I went, uh-huh. when they put me on, it was, it was on. like crazy. But especially the Comedy Act Theater. Okay. Because that was the mecca. So Keenan, Damon, Eddie Murphy, all of them was there. Did you get an agent from that? I didn't get an agent from then. Then okay. I got an agent from this comedy store okay. later. But I killed that night and I met Keenan and I met Robert Townsend. I met all them then, but I went back home. So your first acting mm-hmm. per se gig was in Living Color? No. First time you were seen on TV, what did you do? First time I was seen on TV was Robert Townsend put me on Partners in Crime. Okay. And then Arsenio put me on 
his show. And then Eddie did a pilot with me here on Paramount from Coming to America, which was a TV show. So then when did In Live With Color happen? After that. Okay. And when Keenan came to me, by the time he came to me, I was so tired of pilots and so tired of people pulling my chain. You're right. Oh, trust that, you me. Know, and, I, and we just have to explain real quick to yeah. folks out there that when you do a pilot, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of actors, I've, I've done mm-hmm. 20 myself, mm-hmm. that when you do a pilot, it's like everybody has these great hopes and networks thinks it's going to be a great show and then it doesn't happen. Right. So then you go back to the drawing board and you got to do another show and hope that it gets picked up. Right. And then it may be on for like a year or so, mm-hmm. then it gets canceled. And then if you do get on a good one, it gets in syndication. It's a beautiful thing. So that's making TV right. shows in Hollywood, y'all. We just right. had to educate right. them right. so they would right. know. What, what was he talking like, about that pilot? Right. And it's right. just like being a real pilot. You crash you crash the damn plane and nothing left of a black box. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I told now, Keenan no. I told Keenan, I, did, I didn't tell so, him no directly. Did you have to audition for In Living yeah. Color? Okay. Yeah, but they asked me to go audition. I was like, I'm not going through that no more. I'm just going to go back to the clubs mm-hmm. and do I'll my I'll go damn back thing. to doing my stand Because I had turned into the hottest comic in town. Okay. So offer- you were good with that. I had like, offers- I got my money. I'm good. Hey. I'm straight. Hey, hey, I don't know right. about the money part, yeah. but I was straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, I had an offer to be a star on Murphy Brown and all this other stuff, and it all went away. Mm. So I was like, let me go back to my strength. You know, Your and comfort um, zone. yeah, yes. And so, in doing that, um, Keenan said, "I got a new show. Would you come on?" I said, "Nah." So my agent called me, and he, he made sense to me. Okay, by now you do have. An yeah, agent. yeah, okay. Yeah. It made sense to me. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, why don't you go audition? If you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't." Good agent. And I was like, "All right." So I yeah, love that yeah. Of, of an yeah, agent. yeah, they, yeah. They knew the right thing to say. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes. And, and my mother had made me absorbent years earlier, so I was. Yeah. All, I'm always absorbent for new information. You Great. know. And 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 um um um, uh, Dale Carnegie, reading his book, he talked about he talked about um one of the one of the crime one of the crimes of humanity being contempt prior to investigation, and I learned that when I was like probably like nine. And what does that mean? Nine. That means don't be don't have contempt about ideas that you don't know anything about. Mm investigate them first before you make a decision about what action live. you're going to take. Yeah. And I learned that when I was like nine, when I read his book. Mm-hmm. So it stuck, stuck there. there you know? There's that, that miracle reader. You know again. what I'm saying? You know yeah, what I'm saying? It, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Stuck, I love stuck. it. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. So you go and you audition for In Living Color and you get it. I, w- I bombed. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did you not know, expect yeah, that yeah, answer. I bombed, I bombed, I bombed. Well, they, they asked me to do improv and I had never done improv, but I had been doing improv my whole life, but I didn't, you didn't, didn't really lab, know I didn't what label the table. it. Yeah, right, so I didn't know what I did. Was, yeah. So I got there and they said, you're a Puerto Rican, you're a Puerto Rican cab driver and you're drunk. Que pasó, what te quito, you know, you know. Hey, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, I'm not going to stop right here. I'm going to, wait, what meaning? Wait, what meaning? I'm going to, I don't know what happened, you know. So I just did all this silly stuff, you know, and, and they said, ah, nice, thank you. And I'm oh, used to, I hate I'm that used to when that you're feeling. Audition. I used to have that nice. feeling when they go, thank you. Hey, you man, you, you look like, great. Ooh. Yeah, your car, where's your car parts? Yeah. Yeah, we can get you validation. You know, yeah. <laughs> Hurry, leave. Yeah. Hurry, yeah. yeah. Actually, we started your car and it's outside. Okay, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I tipped the validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we right. put gas in it. You know what I mean? So and anyway, some popcorn. You get a call yeah. back, they give you another chance? There's a stand-up audition at the Laugh Factory. So here's my second chance. Okay. 30 of everybody, 30 comedians of everybody you know, Martin. Uh, 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 everybody. everybody, everybody wanted that yes. show. Jim the, Carrey, uh, yes, everybody. thirty, and I was thirtieth. Okay, last so, one up. Yep. Okay. So I went outside, but I ain't worried about nothing because I'm 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 like number twenty three for Chicago. Okay. Yes, the go. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. So we outside, and I never watched other comics anyway. 
We outside. He made me stay outside. Can I tell you, as an actor, mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. feel like that's the worst thing you can do when you're doing mm-hmm. an audition mm-hmm. is to hear the other actor in there mm-hmm. auditioning because it gets into your psyche about what you were. Can I brag about you for a second? <laughs> she is one of the finest actresses in, in in this town. Thank you. And that has nothing to do with color. Like her ability to be able to. One absorb a tremendous amount of information, Dialogue. but she's able to take whatever experiences she has going on in her, and she's able to bring that into her. She's able to bring that into her work. I'll give you an example. It was just in a look, okay. You knew in Independence Day that it was a spaceship that Will saw. But they showed Will looking at it, okay? So he's looking up in the sky. So she has to look at him and go, what the hell is wrong with you? And then she has to turn around and see what he's looking at. And before they even did a shot of the ship, you saw the ship because she went. (laughs) Reaction. Queen of reactions. And then they I went, have learned and to then be queen went, of reactions. They went right to the, to the ship. ship, and it was like, damn. So she kind of just layered it. For got her. you to that shot. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. So now you're you're with mm-hmm. these communities, mm-hmm. and now you're on in living color. Uh-huh. Yes. So what was the hardest part of being on in living color? The competition. Okay. Competition was tough. Yes. You know, um, it was a joyous, 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 the best thing that has ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. In the, on the show, but then the inner politics yeah. of the show were very, very difficult for me. Can I say this? Was mm-hmm. that competition mm-hmm. from the fellow comedians or the producer, Keenan Ivory Wayans? Um, it was what he created mm-hmm. as, uh, as a, he created the atmosphere yes. as a um, as as a a method of getting the best that he can get. Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong. Because if 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 that didn't exist in professional sports, what would you have? You know, you have to compete to get the start. Mm-hmm. You have to continue to, you know. But I also know. believe mm-hmm. in being the captain mm-hmm. of the ship. Mm-hmm. That's like me if I'm starring in a mm-hmm. movie. That leadership starts at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a way, in my honest opinion, mm-hmm. to have a productive set mm-hmm. or to have a um, negative cancerous type of set mm-hmm. where people don't feel mm-hmm. they can flourish mm-hmm. or grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always try to make my sets that I work mm-hmm. with, that I want everybody to come in. I want you to be on your A game. Right. You better show up. You better know right. your lines. Other than that, right. if you don't get it, we're gone. But I'm not going right. to be mean to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the times, I think maybe us talking or something mm-hmm. that you 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 told me that that sometimes it was like you would come and it was like you wouldn't even get eye contact and you would try your bit and then you would just like get out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What that does to your ego mm-hmm. as a performer mm-hmm. can destroy you mm-hmm. or make you not feel good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that we do us having conversations yeah, like that? Yeah. That you would be like, I would go, I would try out and shit, think, oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only time I only experienced mm-hmm. that, to be honest with you, was when I did Kirby Enthusiasm. Okay. Kirby Enthusiasm was... You, you, uh, they give you a piece of paper, there's no script, and you improv. Mm-hmm. And 
I wasn't improv. I'm not a writer. I'm used to taking words off of a paper that someone hands me a sure script enough. and then I bring sure that enough. to life. Yeah. I'm not used to writing my things and, and then what I think is funny to walk in a room and then someone mm-hmm. goes, no, nah, that shit wasn't funny. Get get on out of here. Right. I, it used to piss me but you learned. off. When I'm telling you, there would be times that I'd really have to, mm-hmm. and, I, and I say it in my book, mm-hmm. that I had to really mm-hmm. learn how to put on my big girl boots mm-hmm. because as a performer, I think to me that's the word. There's a better way to get it someone to perform mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. negative and beat them up. Mm-hmm. So that, I was just wondering, in that process of mm-hmm. doing Living Color, did that cause a mental thing or lead you to do drugs? Well, I'm not going to say it led me to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that that it caused me a lot of pain. Yes. And that was one of the things I reached for to quell the pain. Yeah. I wasn't thinking, oh, let me just ruin my whole life. I was thinking... Man, I'm in so much pain, mm. you know. And for me, it's a natural because of the neighborhood I came from, and you know that atmosphere had always been around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I engaged in that kind of behavior when I grew up. You know, it was just and it was also the era thing. that we were in because it was like yeah. '90s, right? Ni- yeah. '90s were yeah, yeah. A lot, lot of things were being offered to us. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm going to let y'all know. Yeah, yeah. But I, w- I want to do a little mm-hmm. bit of backtracking mm-hmm. because okay. okay, so you're in Living Color, mm-hmm. it's tough, mm-hmm. but then. You get your first starring role mm-hmm. in a movie, Strictly Business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Strictly Business was with you and Halle Berry. Uh-huh. Very, yes. Very, very, very. Um, um, your first um, starring um, role, her first role, right? Yeah, she, she wasn't known. Okay. She wasn't known. She was an unknown she at was the time. unknown. Yeah, okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so it comes out. It was the best. Yeah. You guys had an amazing experience. It's the third. So you yeah. think you go do this. I've got a hit movie out. Uh-huh. I'm working with the spy chick. And it was good. It, was it did hit. really good. I mean, I I'm two strictly business. Yeah. Ow. Matter of fact, I was in the video with L. Cool J. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was. Yeah, it was huge. Now that you just brought that memory back to me. Yeah, the cast was Samuel L. Jackson, Isaiah Washington, Jodeci, Mary J. Blige. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So then. Now you come back to Living Color, uh-huh. you thinking everybody gonna be patting you on the back. Yo, you right, did it right. good, you're a movie star yeah. now. Not. Did not it, happen. It was a shutdown. Tell me it about was it. A shutdown. Um, I didn't receive the the kind of reaction that I personally wanted, which was, hey, you guys should be like, dude, this is crazy, which the cast was. You know what I mean? And um, I didn't get that from the from the producers. Mm. You know, I didn't get that. I didn't get that reinforcement. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just keep it moving. Oh, no pat on the back. Congratulations. It just wasn't, it it didn't come from that source. Mm. You know, it didn't come from that source. And so, you know. And that source, would you be talking about Keenan Ivy Wayans? Um, and some other castmates. No, let's just keep it real. Um, He's tough. Mm-hmm, I just say it didn't come from that source. Okay. You know, right. and, Not and, a problem. And you'll Not know, a problem. You'll, you'll, yes. You'll because, because, because it's. None of that ever comes from the individual, as far as I'm concerned. What it comes from now that I have my mind and I have my way of seeing, it comes from the situation and how I'm going to handle it. You know what I mean? I don't agree, Tommy. Well, well, just hear me out. Hear me okay. out. Hear me out. If I was to just limit limit it to the individual, okay, then I wouldn't be able to attach the the the, the culmination of experiences. Into one source. Okay. Of, you don't want to blame one of, person. No, but when no, no, you came no, no, back, no, 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 no. They, everybody had been no. on the haterade. Now, I'm, yeah. I, I can say it. Was, it was, it was, it was we, a haterade. They we was drinking a haterade. We had That's that. all I'm saying because yeah. no, it's a big it. deal for you to go from it. being a stand up comedian uh-huh. to now you're starring mm-hmm, in a hoop, mm-hmm, hit movie mm-hmm. with Halle Berry. Yeah. I'm not here to say that's not true. Okay. I'm here to say the truth that came out of it for me. I can say it for him, y'all. Yeah. No, the truth that came out of it for me was, and what's in the book. 
right. is that that's just one one of the of the barriers that came from people mm. through my whole journey. So what's been your favorite role over the years uh, my that you've done besides working with your girl Vivica A. Fox right? and Booty Call? Rashawn was one of them, bro. Oh, Rashawn was oh one of them. Oh my God. Can yeah. I, do you remember, and I'm going to let you say your favorite role, but can I tell you one of my favorite moments of Booty Call? Please. Okay. When, when homeboy, the Asian guy, <laughs> Did said, he kill that? Said you horse mouth. Well, bitch, yeah, you are a horse mouth bitch motherfucker. Oh my God. Tommy. And I surprised Jamie with that. Because I gave him that line and Jamie was like tearing this Asian guy up. You know, because they had they were going back and forth, busting on each other. And so I, I told, I told, I told the Asian dude, I said, man, call him, say you horse mouth bitch motherfucker. <laughs> and, and Jamie didn't expect it. And he went, you horse mouth you bitch are a horse mouth, mouth bitch motherfucker. motherfucker. Uh, oh my God. We uh, all uh -huh. lost it. We lost but it. But can I tell you, and the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience mm -hmm. to this day. Every day. They scream. Yes, they scream. They scream. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, scream. that was fun. And uh -huh. then the scene yeah. that we did the card with the dog licking our toes. Oh, my God. That was funny as well, Well, too. what was funny was <laughs> we had two dogs, right? One dog was a bastard to work with. Every time it would get on the set, you'd be like, damn it, it didn't do nothing. It was like, oh, man, where the other dog at? Because you, <laughs> because you couldn't make the two dogs... You couldn't right. make a dog work past certain hours. Yeah, they, yeah so right? they had two of them. So there was a good dog and a bad dog. When this dog came around, he was like, oh my God, this is going to take all day. Because that dog was like, whatever. Fuck I don't all. care. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the dog that never did nothing, the day that it had to lick Jamie's ass, <laughs> all it took was action. Action. <laughs> it was licking Jamie's ass. And I thought I would lose my mind because this dog didn't do anything. No. But when it said... When, when Jamie was They put over, that peanut butter. Went, how they got the dog yeah, to lick things. they put some bacon grease on it. They yeah, said, he, action, he that dog. I was like, I wasn't laughing because that was funny. I was laughing because that was funny. You know what I mean? Like the dog was into it. So now tell me, but what, okay, what was okay. your favorite? I know, y'all. We can talk okay, about booty yeah. call because we had many experiences in Toronto. Yes, we did. But we did. had a blast. Yes, we did. But what was, what's been one of your favorite roles to play over the years? One of my favorite roles was, um, was, was Bobby in Strictly Business. That was my favorite role. Oh. Okay. That was my favorite role. Tell me why. Well, because I picked the role on purpose. Mm. Because, it, you know, Strictly Business is a science fiction movie. Yeah. It's a fantasy, science fiction fantasy. A way that people yeah. don't know how smart your ass really no, is. No, no, no. It's black it people is. working together. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pardon. Yeah, yeah. It's, Pardon. Black, it's black people working together. Okay. You know, from the corporate level all the way to the street level. See, because Bobby was from Harlem. He was from the projects. He was an intern, right? Mm. And he got with a Wall Street expert. They got with a black bank and they created this project, this big giant multi-complex project in Manhattan. So that was your favorite? That role. was Star Wars. All right. You know what I mean? That was, like, that was like almost almost putting it out in reality. When I read that, I said, this has to be a movie that has to get done because black people need to see that. Yes. They need I to see that that too. is possible mm -hmm. even if it's Fantasy. Or fantasy. In, in because movie, fantasy yeah. becomes real because Absolutely. the idea is the seed Plant that of seed. reality. I love it. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And so Bobby's dynamics, the fact that he can stay where he's from, but then yet change mm. to the world. My, my, and one example in the book we is my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother, when I used to go to high school and we were late, the principal would send my sister to class, send me to the principal's office to sign up for detention. 
So my mother came, my mother came to school and she was like, she liked to do this kind of shit. Yeah. She, uh, that's it, she was embarrassing to me. And um, and um, she came to school and she sat that that principal down who was black. Mm. She said, Why is my son having to go and sign up for detention? And my daughter getting to go to class. He says, Who's your daughter? She said, Burl Ann Davidson's my daughter. He was like, Oh, I'm sorry. And she, and she was like, Don't be sorry. What are you talking about? You sorry. It shouldn't make a difference. Hmm. It should not make but a difference. But it made a difference because she was white and you were. Yeah. yeah. So he said, that'll never happen again. Now, my mother told me, you're coming home with me today. And I was like, oh, man, what's she going to tell me now? You know, all the lessons she taught me didn't kick in until she passed away. Mm. And so she drove me to a park, took me to a park bench, sat me down. And she said, I want you to listen to this, and I want you to listen to this close. And I was like, what this motherfucker going to say now? Mm. You know? She said, in order for you to be successful, you can't be late, but your sister can. Wow. Always got to let you know, as a as person of color, I always got to work twice as hard. She let me know that. Yes, I love it. That's so the kind of stuff she would you, do. Was that one of your motivations for now doing a book, is to share with people your childhood, to share with people all of the wonderful stories that and mm -hmm. seeds that your mother planted? Because I had no that's idea why, that you That's had, why, yeah, from yeah. the first question you asked me, yeah. my sister, so I had to think about that, and then I was like, this is more than just an interview. I think this is a book. And so I started going towards a book and it happened. Yes. It happened. We got to go to a little bit yeah. of the dark side. Okay. 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 No, it's not dark to me. Oh, no. Good. I'm so happy to hear yeah, you say that. It's not dark to me. No, because, no, no. you know. I, How could I, I have this conversation? I know. But, I, but if it didn't happen, you know, sometimes yeah. people, they, mm -hmm. they don't like to talk, you know, mm -hmm. when things are mm -hmm. tough in their life because we mm -hmm. all like mm -hmm. to believe mm -hmm. that we live and we got things together, especially yeah, yeah, in the business yeah, yeah, that yeah. we're going to. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's, it's a hell of a revelation. Got, it's a hell of a revelation. But there was a time. When you, you find out you're imperfect. True that. You and know? can I tell you, yeah. that's when I grew up as yeah. a person. Mm -hmm. When I was able to look in the mm -hmm. mirror at myself mm -hmm. and embrace things about mm -hmm. me that weren't perfect. That mm -hmm. it was okay for mm -hmm. me to be imperfect. Mm -hmm. That it was okay for me to fall down. That it was okay for me to get my mm -hmm. heart broken. That it was okay for me to go through, through dark stuff. That it's mm -hmm. like, it's part of life. It happens. But it's how you handle it mm -hmm. you know what i mean and mm -hmm. and overcome it and then grow from it that mm -hmm. makes you a better person mm -hmm. so let's talk about you because mm -hmm. you got mm -hmm. strung out on drugs a little bit mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. yeah when what what made tough. you first start it um start getting into drugs um nothing made me it was just a choice how did you, you know? first get yeah, into yeah, drugs? yeah nothing Excuse made me um i just i just let me get the give you the genesis of of the role of that in my life anyway okay, okay. um i grew up in a neighborhood the drug neighborhood well so all my all my buddies sold coke, all my buddies sold weed, all of them did that mm. stuff. All of them got high. All of them did that. Especially as a kid, era, as a kid, mm -hmm. as a kid, when I got about fifteen, because I didn't touch nothing, because I always thought that was stupid. I didn't touch nothing. I was like, I ain't doing that. You know, I ain't doing that. And so I'd, I'd see my brother in the room laughing and stuff that wasn't funny and all of this stuff. <laughs> but I came home from summer camp one time and everybody was everybody was smoking weed. Mm. And so and so uh, and Mary Jane was out. I'm in love with Mary Jane. She's my main thing. She makes me feel alright. She makes my heart sing. And when I'm feeling low, it comes in no surprise. Mary Jane with the love takes me to paradise. Do you love me, Mary Jane? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Yeah, dude, right. Anyway. Right. So I got into that little culture, that whole thing, you know? And um, 
you know, it led to me drinking and stuff and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it's I it's kind of like that. the weed then led to drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't on an addictive level. It was just okay. like having fun just, with your friends. It was I just know. Like I did it, it, was, it was part of it was part Mom, of the thing. I'm sorry to find that out, but yeah, yeah we were it was smoking part of weed the thing. in high school too. It okay. was a part of the thing. Yes. Now later in life, see, I had I had a, 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 a what I call it a spiritual experience with that. With weed? No, with 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 drugs and alcohol earlier. Okay. When I was like 19. All right. You know, I smoke a little weed and drink a little here and do mm-hmm. a little, you, you know, that's pretty normal, you right. know, actually. And um, I had gone over to the next building where I had my little apartment and I stole I stole all these light bulbs to go put them in my light because all my lights were out. I mean, that's the thing that we did. Oh, okay. That's the we thing we did. We weed, that, drinking, and now we're stealing light bulbs. I mean, okay. I mean... I mean it was just the things we did. I mean, uh-huh. when, when we run out of light bulbs where, where I live, yeah, you, you know, get you go out and get them and, right. and put them in a plastic bag and bring them back to your house. So I come back in the house mm-hmm. and all the light bulbs are in. I got a bag of light bulbs in my hand. All of them are in and on. And I'm like, what the f-? Right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a note on my phone. It said, can you see the light? And my buddy had climbed in my window and put light bulbs in. Okay. I took each and every one of them light bulbs out and put them back in. Okay? Okay. And 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 um out of that I realized, man, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to use anything to 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 be who I want to be. Okay. You know? I don't have to do any of that stuff. So I stopped everything for 9 years. That's what brought me to Hollywood. Okay. Never touched a damn thing. When I started experiencing a lot of stuff in my life, a lot of life stuff, mm-hmm. divorces and all that stuff, and then stuff with Hollywood and getting my heart broke and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? That was escapism? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I started drinking again, you know? And then when I started drinking again, a dude offered me some Coke and I took it. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, this is, you know, I, all right, fine. But when I got back to LA, I couldn't stop. Mm. You see? And that's so what started you, do, the you were doing a lot of cocaine. Uh huh. Mm. I couldn't stop. Wow. I couldn't stop. Did you get to the point of you know at that era everybody was freebasing and doing all that? No, other I crazy. didn't do all that. You didn't go that far. Okay, I good. Go, it, yes. it, it doesn't matter the amount. It doesn't matter if I mm. you know it did. It doesn't matter if I took a brick of it and stuck it in my ass. It don't. It don't matter. Well, you know, it, no, it, no, I it just doesn't. don't know because can mm-hmm. I tell you this? Um, especially during the era, mm-hmm. coke. You could go to mm-hmm. clubs. You could go mm-hmm. to restaurants. People would be in the restaurants. You hear. I mean, everybody was you can doing do it cocaine. Now. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But then I had some friends mm-hmm. during that era that then they took it to another level and mm-hmm. started freebasing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was, I had a friend, she just got strung mm-hmm. the hell out mm-hmm. because that was mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. way of doing mm-hmm. it to me that was more intense. Mm-hmm. But I don't, don't, I don't you really. You didn't do that? I don't, I don't, you don't emphasize, equate it with that? I don't emphasize on that because it's, that's not, that's not, that's not the quantity or how you did it and what, whatever, because that feeds into, I don't want that to feed into those who have strong judgment about that. Okay. You know what I mean? So cocaine was 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 your drug of choice. There's a certain way that I, I handle talking about that. All right. That's all. No worries. And I have my no boundaries on that. It's just like, you know, did you do it this way? Did you do it that way? Did you do it that way? Right. Got you. Got you. You're like, that's what I did. Yeah, I want to take it away from where I'm at. Now, did that affect your career? Of course. Okay, in what way? Of course, of course. I miss work. I do. I wasn't reliable like mm. I used to be. It yeah. Was, it really, really got in the way of what I was doing. Okay. You know what I mean? But it wasn't no different than, you know, let's say Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect you. Do you feel in a way that for a while that it got uh-huh. you blackballed? 
in Hollywood? Um, like it well, hurt your reputation? I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say blackballed. It just got people a little bit apprehensive to work with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and why not? What made you quit? Why not? Um, I knew that I was gonna die. Mm. I what what I was experience was that? I knew that, that I was that was that I was that eye opening mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna save it for the book. Okay, we I'm gonna save it for the book. So and yes, it's in there. Get that in limit color. It's, so it's anyway. In, hold we, on, no, no, no. It's, it's, in, in, it's there. in there. Let's let's say this, mm-hmm. okay? I had a choice to do either or, but he he, she, whatever you might want to call it. Mm-hmm. Let me know that. This I'm is the, it. No, let me know that I'm the one that's got you saved. Wow. I'm the one that has you. How long have you been sober, Tommy? Uh, 22 years. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. So we're going to move on. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if y'all want to find out what that what really jolted him, y'all got to pick up this book, mm-hmm. Living in Color. Uh-huh. All right. So let's talk about um, wife and, and family and uh-huh. all that good stuff. No! You, yes, you're going to. All right? <laughs> so you have been a married to no, Amanda. No, this is worse. You've been, married, you've been married to Miss Amanda uh-huh. since 2015. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. How did you guys meet? Uh, comedy club. Comedy I, club? Yeah, I saw her outside. I was like, wow, she's kind of cute. Okay. You know, so I, and I then- to look. I'm going to- um, Take a closer look. Now, this <laughs> is your second marriage, correct? Uh, technically my second marriage, but yep. I've been in Who long-term Who you married to before? Because I know I was, a different I was married wife. to my first wife, Desiree. Okay. For technically who? technically a year, but we were together for eight years. Who, who was the one that was- I thought her name was- a- Arlene? Yes, that came, that came later. Oh, that was later. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. you were technically I'm a, I'm a, married. I'm a full-fledged man. <laughs> so you were, full, techni- said, you were technically married. I had some beautiful women. And, and, yes, and, and, and he a did. Whole it's a whole lot of great experiences. Yes. With children yes, yes, yes. And, and being born. And, How many children and do you have? And elementary schools and kindergarten. How many children do you have? And, and child's plays. And, yeah. How many children do you have? Six. Six kids. Yeah. Okay, so he's fertile too, y'all. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he loves beautiful yeah, women. Yeah, he's fertile. Yeah, yeah. He got six and kids. And he ain't stopped yet. Okay, right? I know so, that's right. Keep yeah, getting it in. He ain't stopped. I know that's yeah. right. So now, I'm a... I'm, I'm the worst, though. I'm, I am the worst because... Nah, you no, can't no, be the worst. Let me know. Let me know. No, no, listen to this. Listen so, to this. Okay. The way that I look at women, you know, when I'm single, I'm the worst. The way that I look at women is like, I need a child with you. Like I'm dumb. No, no, no. You listen, you got to procreate listen, with me. You know, you everybody else be like, I'm gonna date. I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna, you're listen, like, I wanna have a baby. I'm like, I'm like, you know. Let me see if you're you meet that requirement. Let me see if you. Why meet would that you have a child with someone before you took the time no, to get no, no, to no, know no. them, Tommy? <laughs> Are you kidding no, it's not, me? No, no, it's like no. I just love love. Okay, just, love just, is no, yeah, no, no, no. Love. Hold on. Because you done went from no, I'm just, the start of the race to the damn end of the race. No, and, no, and, and, hear me. And, and no. to infinity down there. Because when you have a child with somebody, tell me that's eight minimum 18 years of a connection with somebody know, that you ever take the time to get to know. Right, know. Because you're I know, like, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to have a baby know, with your ass. I know, ass. I know, what? I know. No, it's not that simple. It's okay. not that simple. Well, you just it's said that, you were the worst. It's, no, it's not that simple. Okay. That that thinking, that thinking. You, you haven't had a baby with Amanda yet. Well, not yet. Not yet. Okay, but, but yet. y'all been together mm-hmm. for some years. Not yet. Because b- other people, you would just probably be like, "Damn, she's pregnant again. We can have another baby." No, 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 no. Six no. kids. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. That's good. That's good. This is that. That's one of the things. Listen. Okay. That's one of the things that I learned from my studies on human behavior. Oh, Lord. Okay. God. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, I'm hear not because me, we no, got more to, to talk to. No, we have to finish We got more to yeah, talk about. Yeah, but we about. have to finish it because okay. it's, connect, it's connected. Okay. It's connected. Okay. You saw me talk earlier about Swiss Family Robinson. 
You heard me talk earlier about the Brady Bunch. You heard me talk earlier about the Partridge family. Okay. Okay. You, so those, now you wanted to get the, Jan and, are, and no, no, what was no, other no. One? Those are large white families. Okay. And even, even that, even the fact that the Brady Bunch was a broken family and a mixed family. Okay. The the amount of kids was never looked at as negative. Okay. You see, and so what I was able to surmise out of that is that it seems that in this society and in, in, in the white societal perception of blacks is that a big family is negative, but when we do it, it's okay. There's the Osmonds. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the Kennedys. Okay. You know, and, and it's like, it's always looked at as this is a beautiful thing. They have so many children. But then when you, when it goes into the black context, it's like, this is like, Damn, you got, they got a lot yeah, of kids. You got a lot of kids. Yeah, I, I look, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I look Can y'all take care yeah, of them kids? Yeah, I look at it as such the most beautiful thing. Okay, so it, yeah. now Amanda mm-hmm. um, is white mm-hmm. and you are in an interracial relationship. Like really white. With her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she white, white. Uh-huh. She blonde, white. But blonde, it's a blonde. good thing, yeah. Uh-huh. But I can I tell you when you first showed up with her, I was surprised because mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. like so different than mm-hmm. anybody that mm-hmm. I'd kind of mm-hmm. seen you date, it, mm-hmm. date, date before mm-hmm. or be in a relationship with or have children with. Right, right. So I was kind of like, ooh, where'd you get that one from? Right. Right, right, so right, right, no, right. I was, but you guys oh, have stuck together. Naturally, naturally, naturally. You guys have stuck together. Y'all mm-hmm. been going. Y'all been mm-hmm. with each other for five years. You mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. adopted her nine-year-old son. Of correct. Course, of course. Tell me why you did that. He is my son, because my oh. mom did what she did with me. Yes, I commend you for that. Yeah, my mom did with me. She never once in any public gathering said, "This is my stepson." Or my grandfather never did that. Yeah. This is my. This is my. This is my. This is my grandson. Yeah. So I don't do that. I love that. You know, blood is thicker than, you know, mud is thicker than blood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> speaking of mud. Mud is thicker than blood, you know? My my producers told me something very interesting um, um, about you that, mm-hmm. that I never knew. I, I knew ahead, you always I hear had someone that, uh, and that I was my hear dad. This. I want to hear this. That, you, that I found out. Oh, that, my gosh. Goodness. Yeah. yeah my, Go my, ahead. My late Finish father, that. Mr. Wood. Finish that. Well, that I, I had no idea. I mean. I know whenever I, mm-hmm. over the years, whenever mm-hmm. I would see you after Booty Call mm-hmm. that we filmed in Toronto, which my father would always mm-hmm. come and visit in Toronto, um, and you would always call, Mr. Fox, how Mr. Fox doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that he became a role model to you. He proves that theory that I just described. Mm. Because the, what, 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 what innately is behind that is a thought system that came out of chattel slavery. Where, where the male, hmm, in the in the in the male the male slave, mm-hmm. didn't have any sovereign father rights, nor as a husband, nor as a father, because his children belonged to the master. Okay, and his wife belonged to the master. Okay, so there never really was a lot of reinforcement. For the black father, and that's not because oh he's in the hood and he's in the, it's just an outgrowth of that system. Okay, so connect that to my daddy. Your daddy ain't like that. Okay. That father, that father principle, survived that four hundred year system, and your father was one of the people that were like that. My daddy had a big and heart. He, and and he nice showed man. me that I was doing the right thing as far as my kids go. Because hmm. I watch you and your brothers. And I watch how you guys are such a close unit. And I watch how loving he is and how nurturing he is. 
and see the last thing that you the last thing that you see portrayed usually mm. with fathers, black fathers, is the loving and nurturing part. You know, one of the most wonderful things that came out of the Kobe tragedy is that you got to have the father element of him amplified on an international level, yeah. which is not something that happens. Yeah, it took us down really saying? hard because I felt like I mean, Gigi reminded yeah. me a lot of how mm -hmm. much I adored mm -hmm. and loved mm -hmm. my dad so much. Right. My dad was a person who planted the seed of basketball. Why I played basketball and why I was an athlete. I mean, when I found out Kobe passed away, I literally cried. Uh, I was getting on a plane from um, sh uh, L.A. headed to Chicago mm -hmm. to do Empire. And mm -hmm. I cried the entire mm -hmm. way there. I just, I just, I, I, I was happy that those two went together because they were so connected and I had met them. It was them, you and your dad. And it reminded me of me and my dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, why am I crying so hard? Why is this affecting me so much? And then there was a- I was the first uh, one to call you about your daddy when he passed. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there was a lady, she did an interview um, on ESPN and she said, that Kobe went to her, that she was expecting a child, and that she, Kobe's like, oh, what are you gonna have? And she's like, um, a girl, and he's like, oh, I love girls. And she was like, what, don't you wanna have a boy, you and Vanessa? And he's like, no, if I could have five more girls, I would I make the best girl dad. And she said, But she was just so grateful that Kobe died with Gigi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the two of them were going to do something that they loved together, and that, that was basketball. And I swear to God, I it, even to this day, it's still fresh to me. Mm -hmm. So to know that, you know, you loved my dad, because I know you did. I would see you. You remember my dad. You liked the Pacers. You remembered a lot of things about my dad. It would always kind of blow me away, and I never knew why. Um, you liked my dad so mm -hmm. much. I just thought it was basketball. I loved your dad. You know, I loved your dad. And I think it was partly because I had one, you know? And he felt if I was to have an ideal one, it would have been him. Yeah. You know? He was awesome. Yeah. And I miss him so much mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. I have him right mm -hmm. here on my phone. So mm -hmm. I see him every day. Mm -hmm. It's... uh. My, my screensaver. Mm -hmm. Let me see I, it. I, I do. Can I, I see just, it? Yeah. And I just, I, I love him so much. Mm -hmm. and I, so mm -hmm. I see he stays with me every mm -hmm. day. And you guess what? He's here with us right now, probably. No, <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say you're him. You are him. See, y'all, he just trying to kill me. Okay, I didn't cry no, on my damn last Listen to me, listen to me. And everything. Listen to me, listen to me. Okay. You are him. Yeah. Because the way that you handle yourself as a woman and the way that you handle your career, people might see that as masculine, uh -huh. right? Yeah. But that's just the influence that your father had on you and that he knew he had to instill in you so you can get to where you are. Like great. You know, if you, if, if you didn't know Vivica, you know, Cassie, me and Cassie were riding over here, you know, Cassie's the assistant that works with the production. And um, I and I said, let me get in this, let me hurry up and get in this damn golf cart. Because, because this bitch will move on. You know what I mean? Not because she don't love me. Oh, but we got a schedule to keep you know her today. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because you don't love me. And that's another reason why I love working yeah, here, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, make, yeah. They make yeah. Me not because you don't love me. Respect. Yeah, no. but that's him. Yes. That's that 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 reinforcing of uh, of of that principle of merit. I learned the word merit, mm-hmm. which you know, means which means to engage in honorable behavior. Yes, agree. You know, my daddy used to always tell me, "Learn to attack intelligently." Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. "You can get whatever you want in mm-hmm. life, but learn mm-hmm. to attack intelligently." Mm-hmm. So I share that mm-hmm. in my book. So anyway, we didn't cry at y'all here, so we go mm-hmm. finish he went off from this. Your head to, he went from your head to your heart, <laughs> he like my mother's with me. Yeah, I am. But I'm just I am still such a crybaby about it. I think that's the only thing that like is mm-hmm. it. When is that part gonna stop? My mother told me. I mean, it just hurts like my so mother, much. My mother told me. That if God didn't know that life was going to bring us pain, he wouldn't have gave us tear ducts. Oh. <laughs> okay, y'all see, I'm going to be crying and we're going to be able to finish this. Y'all go hear me just sound like and a interesting, crybaby the whole damn Yeah, interview. but interestingly enough, interestingly enough. And now the flood work started. No, again. no, interestingly enough, just hear me. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, okay. Where do we all come from? The womb? No. Besides that, as, as a species, what? all life comes from what body of substance on this earth? Water. Right. Salt water. Okay. What's the tear? It's salty. No, it's, it, it is salt water. Mm. So it's, it's connecting us. It, this is connecting us to our source. Now, how do you take... Where in the hell in your body do you store salt water? I never saw it in yeah, any science true. thing. Like, here's the salt bags or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that happen? How does that happen? Yeah. So, I, so, so, so the thing that, that, that's, that's, that's one of the, one of the things that I'm most grateful about is the fact that I'm able to express these things to others. I just love that you didn't mm. brush down in tears, and I'm just a puddle of tears. But well, I ain't got in my car yet. <laughs> I ain't got in my car yet. Well, let's move on to some. I to ain't some, got in my car yet. <laughs> it'll happen later. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap this up um, because I'm gonna tell y'all something. You, you, you learned so much about Tommy and all, all the things that he went through, but I'm gonna tell you something about Tommy Davidson in closing of this interview is that he throw the best parties and he could cook. Um, I mean, we have had so many basketball yes, parties yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Super Bowl parties yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all of that good stuff together. I mean, we used to do it so much. And I'm going to have you come to my new house. I know it's bad. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. It's, it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. It's got a great view. Yeah. I'm going to let you get out on the That's grill. That's what I want your Did TV you know? show. I want your TV show next to be how you do. Yeah. You are a corporation. Yes. You are an enterprise. Mm-mm. You're building furniture at one time. Yes, yes. You know, like... Like the good thing, the good thing about you, I love the most is that the sky is always the limit with you. Yes. Okay. Uh, no. I know. I'm. I, I could talk to you forever. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. And and and, y'all, can we just give a round of applause to my boy, Tommy Davidson? Y'all have got to get his new book, Living in Color. What's funny about me? Uh, tell everybody where they can get your book at. Where is it available at now? Uh, all Barnes and Noble stores, mm-hmm. Amazon, Target. You, uh-huh. can't, you can't miss it. Okay, it's out there. So you guys go pick it up. Um, 
I can't tell you from the bottom of my, of my heart how much I appreciate you being a guest here on my podcast today, Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. How Thank happy so it makes me, me to see you looking great, smiling, and just living life to the fullest as you deserve. And so I'm going to wrap up today with the hustle hack. And the hustle hack today is hashtag make your haters your congratulators. Ooh. Ain't that a good one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Because you still here, you still making it do what it do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I just am, am I just love you from the bottom of my heart. And here's to many more years of more books. Uh, I don't know you. about yeah. more kids though. Yeah. Uh because <laughs> kids is expensive as hell. <laughs> and I want you to go on vacation. And be able to do stuff and not be uh-huh. dropping off kids at school for the rest of your life, pulling up. Oh, and can I say a dream role that I'd like to see you do, which I know you always have wanted to do, is the Sammy Davids. And Davis that's going to get done, Vivi. Okay, yes, he's going to get it done. He would be excellent at that. Done, he's always done that impersonation for me. So, anyway, today's hustle hack is hashtag make your haters your congratulators. No matter what obstacles, that life may throw at you sometimes, you have to keep going. Keep looking forward. Don't look back because if you look back, you can never see the blessings that are in front of you. Keep living, keep loving, keep laughing because life is good. All right? So thank you, Tommy Davidson, because you are a testimony to that. You have kept it moving and your sister is proud of you. So, y'all, subscribe, download, and listen now to Hustling with your girl, Vivica A. Fox. And tell your friends to listen into our new handle for our podcast, Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, is at Vivica Hustling. Until next time, darlings. Mwah.